Willie, you got more stuff going on in your life than I do. It's a busy week this week. We got girls last week of school, and so away we go. We got a nephew graduating high school, so we're going to go tell him about it. Happy days. So how far away is that? Uh, three and a half hours, so not too bad. The Metroplex, Glen Rose is where they're at, just on the edge. Huh. Yeah, you're, I can't see you, but, and your, your audio's a little, little skippy, but, uh, oh well. Your audio, Make you're gonna work. have to get used to it, yeah, you're gonna have to get used to it, because your audio's always skippy with me, <laughs> and you just have to learn how to, to be patient. You've had to get used to me all along, huh? Yeah, you're, see, I'm used to you not, uh, not talking a lot and then when you do it skipping you're not used to me ever being quiet so <laughs> not that we're gonna yes sir we we don't have we don't have mike this week so we're gonna we're gonna have to fill space without mike that's gonna be challenging again it's a challenge yeah no yeah. it's uh we've been getting some really really good feedback on the on the book deal of course i texted you this morning my misstep on that i i meant to say the first one who uh uh messaged me got a book and now i got i must have 12 books i gotta give away now <laughs> we just got rid of all of our books i just spent a bunch <laughs> of tcaa money and uh <clears throat> unauthorized this podcast is getting more and more expensive by the minute didn't it Oh, I'm going to have to upgrade the internet and <laughs> more time commitment. And, yep, oh, Lord. yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, we'll have to pass the plate. What was it? Yeah, Mike told me, uh, he said, uh, I needed to start eliminating some things, right? Not doing some things. And, uh, this time journaling is bringing aware. I hope we don't cut the podcast here. You're thinking, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> Well, when you get the kind of reviews that I've been getting, especially in the last 24 hours where people are talking, oh, it's just so relevant information, and on and on and on, we'll, we'll maybe have to make some hay out of some of that, that stuff and see if we can increase our footprint. If we're going to be yapping on here, we might as well have a big audience, right? Well, that's, what, that's the purpose, and... and uh... I, well, I think the purpose, right, is therapy for me and you to talk to each other. That's That was a real purpose. Now we got yep. it recorded, and people are uh, following and catching on, and and uh, that that's good. I mean, it's, uh, I, who knows? I mean, it's kind of turning, the last, the last several ones have certainly been business talk, and, and uh, I think that's a big part of our mental uh process of each day is how the hell we gonna make a living doing it and i don't know if this is supposed to be all about business but sure is a lot of talk about it and so i'm and as you know i'm happy to talk about that so yeah yeah well there's is there anything of the last two episodes that pop into your head that maybe need to revisit or made especially uh impression on yourself other people or whatever you know, I haven't had I haven't had a lot of communication with with other folks as as we said, been pretty busy on this end. But uh, no, there's not anything other than we highlight so many different facets of perceived value and market value, and and uh, uh, the perceived value thing is is one of the facets that has kind of come into my head here lately. And we talk market value, but that is just a perception, right? It's just perceived value, and that's so individual and unique to each individual. Unique to each individual, I should say, the perceived value. Because we have painters, right? Let's take Charlie Russell, Charles M. Charles Marion Russell, who was uh, the early 1900s. The market value slash perceived value of two dollars worth of canvas and ten dollars worth of paint is certainly different than take my dad, who's who's same individual, same paint, same canvas, market value, perceived value, uh, a lot different there. So it, all this stuff is so unique to each one of us that 
Um, we all have to, all this information you and I are given, everybody's going to have to take and apply to their own world and their own courage and their own pursuits and goals and, and uh, apply it to their own deal. I think. I mean, that's kind of the way I look at it. Well, that folds into the question that's come up here. Uh, how do you make your stuff collectible? And uh, so that doesn't happen overnight, of course. Mike was joking about trying to become a overnight success in 40 years. Well, you're going to have to be chained to the plow for, for the long haul in order for that to happen. <clears throat> overnight success mm -hmm. in this business is pretty much non-existent. That doesn't doesn't happen. But I'll say no. this, I think if you're if you're uh kind of laser like focused on that collectible situation and stuff, I I don't know that I would advise that either. I think just carry on business as you normally would. But uh Hey, I totally addition, agree and let that to... let that collectible well, sorry, the delay's kicking our butt here. The 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 collectible thing is is a what is a collector? That what is a collector? We're all collectors, right? I don't care if you're using it or not. If you've got more than if if you have one of them, your collection has started. So I'm not a collector. No, uh huh? A person can't say that. We're all collecting, right? So what makes my stuff valuable to collectors? That's an open-ended question, right? I mean, that's, that, that's, you already are. If you sold one, you're a collector. Are we asking what makes it valuable? We're big, big old circle here, right? We're back to kind of where we started. Yeah, there, there's some nuts and bolts that, that, of course, need to, need to fall into place, like even, even stuff like, uh, so you got to, uh, like, we talked about before make a show piece occasionally get it out there uh be willing to mm -hmm. own it if if uh the, that right person just doesn't come along and then when you get out into into the the public eye as it were and in, in those shows and stuff like that make yourself available and um, like i've said before i think on this podcast we we introverts we show up these shows remember those first shows we had we'd cluster up in some corner and and because that was safe <laughs> to talk to <laughs> talk yeah. to the guys that <clears throat> the cowboys the guys that we knew the people who were in the same economic social strata that we were well you know to take those concrete shoes off and go go engage the other people get to know other people find out who they are listen and ask thoughtful questions which is which is that leads me to a question. So what we're actually talking about when we define the word collectible is if a lot of people know who we are, if we created a lot of relationship and we have knowledge in our market base, then is that collectible? Is that what the collectability is? Is the more people that know you, then you can go to different circles and different places of the world, and it says, and if you mention carrie schwartz then they're like, oh yeah i love carrie's work then that means you're collectible but if they say hey i got me a wilson caper and bit and they say well who the hell's that i'm not very collectible right so is that the collectability factor is the better you're known so as we're huddled up in the corner of the museum talking to each other because we're safe that's not increasing our collectability uh, no. i don't like social media because i don't do i don't do that you're not very collectible right you're not helping your collectability Yep, we gotta gotta get out of our shells in order to engage people. And uh, but uh, yeah, there was a thought that I had there. We talked a little bit about some of this stuff there last week. Uh, how uh, telling the story mm -hmm. and um, that's that's an important aspect of what we're trying to do too is to tell your story and and not. Uh, you know, we've in the TCA, we've we've tried to tell our story to quote help people understand, but but mm. that that's pretty limiting. You and I have talked about that. How mm. uh, trying to get somebody to understand what you've got going there that's a that's a pretty steep hill to climb, 
In fact, well, most of the the collectors that that I know, they don't seem to want to understand things, the technical aspects of what you've done, uh, how many how many layers of gold, how many uh, flowers there are on a fender, all that kind of stuff. They they want they're making an emotional connection to the work. And that's where the story comes into play, where there's an emotional aspect to the story. And, and it all, of course, in our world, centers around the, our Western heritage. I, uh, I often say that this, this stuff is not about my, this stuff. This work that I create is not about me, but rather about my customer. So if the customer is about the technical aspects of the 24-karat gold inlay and all that, then sure, we share those things. And there are certain customers um, that that are interested in, in the minutiae, the details, the brush strokes. But then there's also individuals that don't give a damn about that, that it's more about uh, uh, the, the, the history and the tradition of the way something's designed. And then there's, and each individual is different, right? So, so we have to hit, we have to be able to hit all these different, pitches that are thrown at us and and connect with our customer and 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 um you know that's always a challenge when we go to the tca show is i've got to hit one of those pitches and i don't i have to luckily i get to pick the pitch right curveball fastball whatever i get to pick it but then i have to hit it and 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 there's going to be there's gonna be some people it connects with and some people don't. And that description, right? So as we as we got that piece hanging on the wall and and that description describing what it is that we've done. Well, forever I did that technical stuff. I did the 24 karat gold inlays and this style of scroll and this steel. And I'd go all the way down to the 4130 aircraft Molly, chrome Molly uh, steel and all this stuff. Well, so I, I quit doing that a long time ago. And, and started talking about more about the, the story of the piece, where it comes from within me, why I did it, um, uh, you know, like, like, like it, the, where the connection is within our Western culture. And I seem to have more success with that. Seems to read better on the wall, anyhow, mm -hmm. than 532 nonsense, chromoly steel. Nobody cares, but... Us technical guys, right? If we're hitting that pitch, if I'm if I'm talking to another bit and spur maker, well, what the heck is a A514 steel wheelie? What's that made for? How come you're using that? Where's that, right? And so, <laughs> who are we pitching to, right? That's a big thing. But that <clears throat> that story, that narrative, that Western narrative, the story of the West, the story of the work. Uh, those are conversation starters so at some point you if somebody throws a pitch at you well willie i you know what tell me about this metal you got going on here tell me what's going on with this and, mm -hmm. and uh, then then you can engage at, at a, a different level where where you could get into the technical aspects of what it is i'll never yeah, forget absolutely been the very it's all about show. connecting right and, and being 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 light on your feet um and being able to to engage in conversation with the folks um i mean it starts from the very beginning right is like as we're at home writing our descriptions all the way down to playing with the playing with the crowds and 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 getting attention and, and i don't mean standing on the table and taking your shirt off but uh if you're in the darkest corner of the of the room with your back turned to everybody talking to your buddy and not engaging that's not going to help your collectability either at all you know all of this fits under what we talked about before there two three weeks ago about an attitude of abundance mm -hmm. so you you make you present an attitude of abundance you uh, whether that i can remember one one show I wasn't selling very well, and I was kind of walking around with a little bit of a dour comportment, I guess, or something. And there was a guy that one of he shows up. I'd, I I always recognize him, young guy, must be somehow connected to the museum. Uh, but he made some comment about my attitude, <laughs> and <laughs> and I realized. <laughs> 
I had that, that that was visible. Well, that's the opposite of an attitude yeah. of abundance. Put a smile on your face. Yeah. You you make you you yeah. uh, do what it takes to be somebody who people want to be around. And I I have to make the case too. I think that we talked about Bo Eason's book and that predatory nature that he talks about that we all at some level have that within our dna um yeah i think there's probably something to be said about that uh standing around with our hands in our pockets and just kind of taking up space that's that's a different look than than somebody out there looking eye and shaking hands and and making friends that's people you want to be around that that all that all fits into that trust that you talked about last week, a trust yeah. relationship. People aren't going to trust somebody who's, who's having a bad day and everybody knows about it. That, that doesn't build trust. No, it doesn't build trust. And, and, uh, I, by the way, I'm, I cued the Bo Eason book back up, bought a hardcover for my daughters yesterday said, here you go, girls, read this. If you can't listen to it. And my oldest said, so no, Dad, I don't want to. I don't want to listen on a read. And I said, "Get to reading then." So, anyhow, uh, yeah, I'm 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 back to uh, back to listening to it. And you you talk about that predatory like uh, attitude. I think is a is a way to look at it. And so when I a couple of weeks ago I went to Clifton to the Bosque Arts Center, did a talk. To me, that was a predatory attitude. And that when they asked me, "Will you come up here?" The predator came out in me and was like hell yeah, I can come up there and talk about me or talk about my world, talk about what it is I do, talk about the TCA, share my story of the West, right? That's a predator attitude coming out of me, can do. Um, absolutely can go up there. Is it the most comfortable thing for us to do? No, but I will tell you, it's lots easier for me now because I kept saying yes and I kept putting myself in those situations. And and uh, it's like, I, I, I gotta do this. And to me, uh, did did I make any sales in Clifton? Um, not there, right? Nobody called and said, "Hey, I want that twenty thousand dollar bit that I took, right, or twenty four thousand dollar pair of spurs." Nobody bought that, but it just helps the collectability. It just helps the visibility. It helps the smile. Am I a predator? Yes, I'm prowling. I'm out there looking and hunting and seeing what I can do. But it's not a mean. It's, it's, I am approachable. Willie is a nice guy. He's got a cool story. He can be entertaining. Do I have to work on that? Just like I do my drawing. It, okay. My personality is bubbly or whatever you want to say, but I absolutely work on that stuff as well and think about it. Maybe not as much, but I definitely think about it of, of, of being in front of people and talking. It's very important. Confidence and great awareness. To me, those are yes. the two, two things that he was trying to get across with that is confidence, and and I understand it's confidence is not something you walk over to the wall and throw a switch and you got it. it doesn't no. quite work that way. It's a no. it's a process, and it certainly has been for me. Uh, it is a I process. I think back on uh, one of the first may may have been the very first show and had a <clears throat> Bob Funk. Uh, express ranches there in oklahoma city he he was there and he came up to me and he says tell me about this saddle and i i just tongue-tied didn't know what to say and <laughs> totally caught flat-footed and uh, mm -hmm. yeah i don't even know what i said but he didn't buy the saddle so there you go <laughs> he, he certainly could well <laughs> afford it but, well uh, I couldn't, I, I just wasn't adept at, at telling the story. I, I couldn't really answer his question to any kind of satisfaction. And he, and he might not have ever, he might not have bought it if you'd have given him the greatest have. sales pitch in the world, right? And and so how old were you at that, at that time? One of the first shows, you were in your 30s, right? Yeah, I was, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, 30, what, late 30s or something like that. So yeah. and, still and, a pup. And, yeah, still a pup. Bob Funk didn't know who you were, probably. So back to paying our dues, all that stuff is, uh, you know, I mean, it, who knows? I mean, I've had collectors there at the TCA show the first 10 years didn't buy anything from me. 
And now they're they're big fans, right? But they watched mm-hmm. forever, and and it's like I just like hello, look at me, <laughs> I'm pretty good. <laughs> Who knows? You know, when you the question about collectability to me though the the quote the obvious thing is you got to have some quality that's that's gonna gonna be eye popping. Some quality that no one can deny you your position, and yeah. that's hard. That that's not any. It's a lot. That's where that long term, long view of things is going to have to take place and uh, do everything it takes to try to improve your quality and get to a place where, like I said, no one can deny you that your position in the industry in the trade. I completely agree. That's not the only ingredient, right? We've talked a little bit about that in the last five or six weeks. As always thought, if I just got good, it would happen. No, wrong. There's a lot more to that. But I'm so glad you brought that up, Kerry, because I probably wouldn't have said it. It's just kind of an unknown or unspoken for me. You have to have quality. Now, does our collector base understand all the aspects of quality that you and I do no, and a lot of them don't know anything that are great collectors. I have some great collectors that can't tell the difference from one to the next um, and admit that to me, but um, they definitely do their homework with other peers and other collectors and they all talk. And if my pops once said, Carrie, talking about quality and talking about the work of our work, the, the work of our pieces, the quality of our piece, he said, don't worry about impressing your customers because most of the time they will always be impressed. But if you can impress your peers, then you're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he also said, pick six peers. No, not all of them, right? Is you're going to have your, your top end of the deal that you, that truly means something. And if you can impress those individuals, so if I impress Ernie and, John Ennis and, and Mark Drain and, you know, and Scott and Bo, the, the, the metal guys of the world, the engravers of the world, then I'm getting somewhere. And that's the way I feel about it. But you got to have quality. If, if, if your collector looks at your work, it's, oh, man, I love Willie's work. And then they go out there and they say, well, hell, everybody says it looks like everybody else's. Or they start showing me things that are better then that doesn't mean that they're not appreciative of my work. That doesn't mean they don't like it. But that doesn't help your collectability. Where if they go out there and say, man, that's the, that's the top end of the food chain. That, if everybody is saying that, and the more people that say that, then that's got to help your collectability. So, <clears throat> question. You know, talking about all this kind of stuff, it, it, it makes me wonder somebody trying to get myself behind the eyes and the ears of someone who might be listening to this and and they might say, Well, it sounds like you guys are gonna have to play you have to play politics. Is that another way to describe what we're talking about? You gotta play politics. Freaking hate politics. <laughs> but you can call it what I you mean, want. Not, not the not the, you know, conservative liberal thing, but just just politics just you got to play a game you got to do this you got to hold your mouth just so you gotta uh you know kiss the baby's hands and all of that kind of stuff let's let's just let's describe it like this (laughs) relationships right when we're dating were we playing politics maybe but we're trying to build a relationship with a lady we're trying to build relationship with a customer um, if, if, uh, you better be genuine. Let's just put it that way for me, mm-hmm. right? I want to be genuine. I want to be who I am. This is me. Take it or not. Uh, I'm not going to put on skinny jeans. I'm not going to put a rainbow on my shirt just because I'm going to be in a liberal environment of trying to sell my work. I'm going to be me. I'm not going to be mean. I'm going to let the, everybody stand where they want to stand. Um, I'm not trying to uh, say somebody can't be who they are, but as a matter of fact, I want them to be who they are, but I'm going to be who I am. And if that doesn't fit in your world, if you can accept me for who I am, I'll be polite. I'm not going to be mean again, right? I'm not here to step on any toes, 
but I have to be myself. And if that's the politics, okay, cool. But if you're going to be disingenuous about who you are, I suggest not doing that. That's That doesn't seem well, good I, to me. I think you just described taking politics out of it. I think that's yeah. what you just described. You, you yeah. are Willie, and you're not going to yeah. deny who you are, and you're going to try to be the best you that you can be. Yeah. And uh, that that becomes very compelling because what you, what you wind up is it makes it very obvious that you are comfortable in your own skin. And uh, most of us, yeah. <laughs> certainly has me, it's taken me a long time to really and truly get comfortable in my own skin and uh, be able well, to uh, stand up and, and be who I am. So, <clears throat> so... It's a constant evaluation. Self, self. It's constant self-evaluation, right? I mean, you have to. I can't. We all have insecurities, and and that's where standing in the corner with our back to the room. That that's what that comes from is an insecurity, right? And uh, and you have to overcome those. Standing up in front of the Bosky Art Center and telling my story, um, man. And I. So if we're going to create a safe environment around us then we have to be comfortable in that environment to make other people feel comfortable. But if I'm insecure about my own two, my spot in the universe, if I'm insecure about that, well, people probably aren't going to be attracted to me. I would think that probably not want to create conversation and, and, uh, or be comfortable in a conversation with me. But if I can say, Hey, I mess up just like everybody else. And, and, uh, <laughs> I have a quote. I can't even remember it. It's something. It goes. It alludes to your acceptance of me has nothing to do with the confidence I have. Right? Is like mm-hmm. it. That comes. My confidence comes from within, and my own journey, and my own relationship with my, with my, with my God. Right? And and uh, and I'm completely good with that. And if and if if. If uh, if you're good with that, awesome. Let's have a good conversation. If you can't handle me with where I'm at, well, let's not complicate this deal too much. But yeah, there you go. No, it's uh, <clears throat> it's all uh, uh, how the hell? Here we are trying to talk about collectability, and it's back to personal. Here we are, personal mind, personal journey, personal appearance. I, I, is that what because it's not about it's not about it's not about the actual craft it's part of it and quality has to be there but i can't tell everybody well you got to learn how to do an arabesque style scroll and and really shade it well leaf in order to be collectible it's not that easy it's not that simple to me it's been about a month ago, <clears throat> Steve Derricott, shout out to Steve Derricott here in Idaho. He's a rawhide braider. He's yeah, pretty well known in in uh, the braiding world these days. He, he came through here. He had been to that gathering in Montana with Jay and Nate and all those guys over there at Chico Hot Springs. And he was just swinging through on his way home and hollered at me. He says, you got time to get together for a few minutes? And sure I did. And and uh, so, anyway, he, he told me something. <clears throat> uh, he said, he said, when I see your work, he said, this is what I think about. And he told me a story about listening to a, a, a uh, interview that somebody was having with Joe Walsh. Um, mm-hmm. And I, maybe I told you this before. Anyway, uh, they asked him, uh, of course, Joe Walsh, lead guitarist for the Eagles, uh, joined them what back in the mid seventies, something like that. And so he rode the wave with those guys for kind of the peak of their, their popularity. And, and they asked him, so what, what's the story of all that stuff that you guys did, all those, those songs that you guys produced and, and whatnot. And, and, uh, Joe, he's kind of a eccentric type anyway, as many great people are, (laughs) he said, (laughs) He said, it was because I, we could. And I think another way of saying that is that there was freedom in what they were, what they were doing. They, they were able to do it, so they did. Mm-hmm. And I think 
and that's what Steve was. I, that was I thought a great compliment of my work. Uh, where uh, the word is freedom. I that's yeah. I, I always circle back to freedom. I feel freedom to be me. I feel freedom to to produce this work. I'm not worried about what other people are thinking about this work. I'm just trying to come up with the best expression of of. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, the work telling the story of the West that I can come up with, and if, and I think that's that's isn't that the transition? That's the that's the switch that needs to come on. You need to feel a freedom to produce the work, freedom to be creative, freedom to stand in a, in a gallery and and engage people that you've never met before. Isn't that it? Yeah, it, it, uh, if you're balled up and tight thinking you have to be politically correct or whatever. Um, I, I think, I think that's a, a very large obstacle to overcome. And you sit down at the, at the blank piece of paper to draw. And you and I talk about just getting some lines down, some ideas, jumping off the cliff without a net, right? It is, if you don't have the freedom to jump, uh, it's going to be pretty tight, pretty a pretty miserable experience. The whole the whole process will be pretty miserable. Yep. And Carrie, yep. how how many friends do we have that that uh, man? If if they could just sit in their shop and create things, it would be incredible. But all the rest of this part of the business that we're talking about balls them up, right? And they and they they it just hurts. It hurts for them. And. Uh, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wish it could change for them for sure. Because I know some incredible guys. That, I mean, it's like my, my, our dear friend John Ennis, most incredible metalsmith in the whole world. How many people don't know John? You know, I mean, him in that shop is incredible. But all the rest of that stuff of, of getting out and being a part of the world is maybe not the most comfortable for John. Uh, what an incredible talent. There is no better talent in the metal world than his own facet, right? His own story. Uh, he may not be uh, multifaceted in what he has, but man, what he does is, woo, it's the best. Yep. Yep. John, <clears throat> that's an example of uh, if you build it, they will come. Uh, <laughs> that didn't, didn't quite work. He didn't have a, a, a pretty deep... Uh, battery of collectors uh wanting to, no. to get his work and and it's crazy because he is some one of the best that the world's has ever seen in metal uh, and, that's uh, a that that's a great way to say it one of the best the world has ever seen and i even have peers and i'm like john ennis uh, who i'm like are you crazy like you <laughs> go to the tca catalogs and just look golly he's he's invisible you gotta know so. that but uh, yeah, mm -hmm. he's a delightful guy, John and Jamie, both of them. But uh, they yeah. are utterly invisible, and they seem to be happy invisible. That, <laughs> so that, that's so there's that too. So that amen to that, right? John's happy yeah. being John. He don't want to be anybody else. And and if you're not happy with John, well, he's one of those guys that that might uh, definitely uh, be. He's John's completely happy being John, right? <laughs> Just because I want him to go out in the world to know him doesn't mean uh, that's the way John is. So, again, we as all individuals have our own path to choose here. And if you don't want to grow up to be Willie the Wandering Gypsy, I get it, right? I mean, that's okay. Uh, but I do. But answering these questions for some, how do we become collectible? How do we increase the perceived value? You know, it's a market value everywhere. All these different business things that we're talking about. Awful lot of stuff other than just being really, really good at what it is you do. Yep. Yep. The, the question implies that, <laughs> yeah, I, <clears throat> good luck with uh, finding a way to get your work collectible by being also being invisible. You can't have it both ways. That's just mm -hmm. plain and simple. Yeah. And, and, and you know, uh, in, in Bo's book, he talks about setting that goal and visualizing it, right? Drawing the picture and, and describing it out. 
And, uh, and he says in the 20 year process, about 90% of the time, you're going to be off course, right? You're going to be course correcting the whole time. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, there's a part of me that says, man, it just happens. Just get your butt in that shop every day. And when an opportunity arises, when somebody calls, when the phone rings, answer it and see what the heck is going to happen. Good Lord will take care of you. And, uh, and, you know, if we want to be spiritual here, it's all for his glory anyhow. So let's go, let's go roll. Let's go tell that story. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I didn't have a map becoming the bit and spur maker I am. Matter of fact, remember, I didn't even want to be one. It's just the phone kept ringing. I kept answering it. Leland said, Hey, you want to come to Oklahoma city? I said, what the hell for? You know, bit workshop. Well, I need to know more about bits. Let's go. I didn't know who all these guys were, you TCA waterheads. I didn't know y'all. Now look at me. Here we are. But the phone rang. It was the beginning of the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. You weren't careful what you wished for. Well, I didn't even know what I was wishing for, right? Still don't. <laughs> but I... But I, I, I do now, right? I mean, obviously I do now. And, and, the, and the, the goal, the purpose, the, the mission, it's all, it's all laid out in front of me. And, and, uh, and I, I don't know how long it's going to last. Like that, I guess it could end tomorrow. It could end today. But, I, but, but as of right now, I think this is I, I'm, it's, it's exciting. It's fun. And it's what I want to go and do. So, and, and all this business talk that we're doing it's fun too, right? It's part of the it's part of the journey that I'm enjoying of trying to figure out. I, I like problem solving, and and that's is that not what we are as craftsmen? Is is problem solvers from one step to the next each day? Yeah, I had a visit with Scott there about our saddle collaboration for this year, and and uh, I don't know how it came up in the conversation. How. Um, struggling to do this and that and the other thing and i told scott i said i said you know you learned very early on as i did as i think most of us did that life is a struggle and mm -hmm. it's never meant to be otherwise so right. once you realize that that's that's your reality then you just set your hand to the plow and we get it done let's and and then when bo easton talks about 90 percent of the time or whatever whatever the percentage mm. is you're you're off course you know what that means that means it's a struggle yeah and especially if there's an awareness i'm off course here and i wish life were perfect i wish uh, i could be on course all the time or more a higher percentage of the time that's struggle and uh, struggle once you get it, that your head around that then life starts getting a little bit easier because your expectation level is brought into alignment with reality if if um it's all about attitude right and uh, uh growing up we had to work that doesn't mean you have to be miserable have a proper attitude in that work and and um you can enjoy what it is you're doing. You can enjoy the struggle. You can enjoy the journey. It, it doesn't have to be miserable. Um, there are going to be times that you had expectations and plans of the way something was supposed to turn out that it doesn't go that way at all. Change your attitude. Enjoy the struggle. Enjoy the education. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy whatever the hell it is you want to call it. Just enjoy it. Can't roller skate in a buffalo yep. herd, but you can be happy if you've a mind to. Well, you are a fine example, my friend, of of that. You you uh, you find a way to to have a good attitude regardless of whatever is going on, and uh, so sometimes you kind of grumble about this or that or the other thing, but uh, <laughs> you, you, I do it smiling. You, you still. You, <laughs> But, but you do it with a smile on your face and, and a chuckle and stuff like that. So I have to tell you, that's inspiring for me. I well, get a pretty you. pissy attitude myself sometimes about some things, and I've been trying to work on that. Things aren't going quite the way I think they should go and, and uh, start getting kind of grouchy about stuff. And uh, Tom Dorrance, this book I Still just have to do Tom it. Tom Dorrance, uh, they, he... Mm -hmm. Somebody asked him, 
So, Tom, how, how, how's things going today? Oh, it's just hot as could be, and, and the flies are buzzing, and life's great. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you found a way, even though it's hot, hotter than hell, and flies are buzzing everywhere, but hey, yeah. I'm alive, and life is great. So, get your head around it. The horse has still got to be rode. Yeah, the horse yep. has still got to be rode. The, the task at hand is still there. My brother-in-law got in, and I got into the got into the beer Friday night, and uh, last Friday night, and uh, Saturday morning we had to hang doors in the house and do all this stuff. I'm gonna tell you what, Saturday morning I did not feel good. My own fault, dumbass me, right? Too much of the too much <laughs> of the beers. Had a headache and ugh, no energy. You still gotta hang doors. And and we made fun of each other the whole time we we're doing it. We still hung the doors, and I'm not gonna say we hung as many doors as we probably could have had we felt great, but we're still hanging doors. And by the end of the end of the weekend, we accomplished what it is that we were. And if we'd have just gone home and sucked our thumbs, we'd have not only not got the doors hung, but we wouldn't have felt good about ourselves. And and uh, that's not how you win, right? That's not how you win. You gotta get up. You gotta go. And, and uh, getting up in the morning sometimes it stinks. But just because I did something on Monday night, doesn't it's not Tuesday's fault. Get your butt up and go at Tuesday, right? No matter what you did on Monday. And and you, <laughs> so my personality is I I make fun of myself. I pick on myself. I call myself a dumb butt while I'm sitting there with a hangover because it was my fault, <laughs> right? <laughs> you idiot! Did you drink another beer, Willie? That'll be perfect. Couldn't have, it couldn't have been the alcohol. We had plenty of that, right? And that's what I was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It oh, was so well. much fun. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah, it was great. You just thought it was wonderful in the moment. But, oh, well. Uh, oh, but, you know, right. I like, Carrie, the whole business side of it, learning to draw scrolls, learning to cut metal, learning to read Mandarin Chinese so I can run this dead gum laser. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, uh, if you don't have some struggle, the reward's not going to be that big at the end of it, right? The bigger the struggle, the more the reward. Bo Eason, 5'1", 100 pounds, going to be the best safety in the NFL. What the hell is he drinking? <laughs> Did it? No, it's, uh, I, I, I will, I, I always have to, think about his deal and oh you know he was late bloomer all this kind of stuff but he did wind up at 62 200 and some pounds so i mean he talks about anybody can be a safety in the nfl that's not true you could do everything right and you're still I, and i've taught enough people where i've you know some some folks i can see they they're just struggling with it a lot more than other people i i get that i struggle with something yeah. a lot more than other people and something so well take about talk about the personality and the ability to step out in the middle of the crowd and talk um that has nothing to do with size or physical tributes but some of us can step out there in the middle of that crowd and some of us can't right and and uh that i that's okay uh but there's other ways to get it done right there's other ways to get it done and you may not be the big speech giver you may not be the 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 mc of a big program there's other ways that we have to figure out there's other ways that we have to problem solve on how to get your name visible and out there and and uh um there's people to help you hire a professional get a professional job done and so um yeah, is is that that brings up something really good. I, I'm I'm never going to be a sumo wrestler or anything like that. You know, it wasn't in my interest. But <laughs> I probably could be a sumo wrestler if I go to eat. I love to eat. <laughs> well, it's just getting up and and trying to move the needle a little bit every day, and that's what was so, uh, in, I think, inspiring in my view of a. Of Bo Eason's deal is it's 20 year goal. He had a 20 year goal. And how did he yep. get there? Yeah, one one day at a time. Just trying to 
trying to move this rock just a little bit every day and engaging and finding a way to make that process fulfilling and uh, rewarding even even though that goal is still a long ways off. Be patient. Be patient. Well, Willie. Be patient. Pay your dues. I don't know if yes. we've answered the question or not. I guess kind of. but uh, Talk for 45 minutes. Yeah. Surely we'd said something. I don't know either. And I, and, and I, <laughs> I, hey, so the, you know, it came to us of, of, um, maybe to get a little listener participation and engagement out of our listeners. I, I think that's an important thing. So, so Dan, there you go. Right. We, we talked about the, we talked about the, the, the collectability, but, uh, other people, if y'all have questions, message Carrie, message me, um, Talk to us. Reach out to us. Say, ask what it is. I mean, and, and uh, we have a limited knowledge base. It better be around. Don't ask me about. Well, I don't know what to ask. I'll say something about anything, but it, be careful what you ask us. I probably don't know a damn thing about it. But <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, I, I think that could be a good thing to help us. I think it'll help mm-hmm. us, but also I think it'll bring people to the to the podcast too. Maybe create interest. Yeah. Reach out to us. Give us some feedback, even if it's negative. We haven't got hardly any negative feedback. A little bit, but uh, but yeah. we recognize. It's I mean, not I'm good with negative. That, that builds us okay. too, right? Yeah. Stay focused, Willie. I can hear that now. <laughs> <laughs> so well, so you gave you gave twelve books away last week. Are you going to try yeah, to give I one probably, away this I, week? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I better recover because I'm looking back here. <laughs> I think I only got four boxes here, so I better, I better not extend what? that offer this week. I better kind of figure some things out and see if I can find somebody Is, to uh, a ride for more books from Missoula, the warehouse in Missoula, Montana. I'll uh, have to go scoop some more up. So, so well, shall if, we make if, an executive decision to go ahead and give away all these books? I guess they're better off in somebody else's hands than sitting in a warehouse. Or exactly, in and, if, and if your if your podcast partner needs, yeah, if your podcast partner needs to contribute to the expense of this, send him a certified letter bill, and he'll be happy to participate. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll call it an ad, advertising budget. We'll put it under the adver, TCAA advertising budget. So, oh, there you go. Money well, well spent, I, I, my opinion. Mine too, and I mean, we got lots of books. And for those folks that that don't want us to re, don't want to wait for us to recover from giving twelve books away at one time, and want your copy, certainly go to Mountain Press. And uh, we're talking about the Cowboy Renaissance, and that's the that's the first twenty years of the TCA, and so it's bro- broke what broke up in five year increments and of, of stages through growth of the group and, and what it's come to. And, and so lots of pictures. And so if you don't know who John Ennis is, go look in the book. There's lots of his pictures there, right? Yep. <laughs> lots yeah, of stuff. It's, there's like 300 pages and probably almost 300 photographs. It's, it's quite a book. And uh, yeah. I think they've got it on there for $65 plus postage. And so I've been... For the folks that have reached out, said I'll pay for one, and I so I've been having them send me a check for, to the TCAA, and I'll sign it and maybe put a little bit of a sketch in there for them and stuff. So I'll cool. have to make it a pact, and every day I'm gonna pull one of these books out, and I'll be signing and drawing pictures for days. So, but that's okay. Two two weeks actually. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Weeks. Well, get my pencil on the paper. No. It's cool. TCA projects going good, not to extend, but you're happy with T. You're, you're, you're. I don't want to talk about time, but we don't have a lot of it. <laughs> you broke up there a little bit. You're asking me how my TCA projects are coming along. That's a, that's kind of a rude question at this point in time. I it hate is. you. You, you, you sent what two bits. <laughs> You already got stuff shipped. 
Well, one of them was encore piece, so that's that's not okay. fair for me to be bragging about. But but uh, yes, major piece is done, and and the way I'm uh, progressing on with with uh, this pair of spurs, I'm like the little kid in the buffet line Sunday morning after church. We hungry? I might be I might be going a little. My stomach, my, my eyes might be bigger than my stomach as far as what I think I was going to uh, do, but. For us time wise, but I, yeah, it, I'm I'm rolling. I cut silver yesterday, so happy days. Yeah, I'm gonna. I got to wrap up a saddle and maybe a couple other little things here, and I'm gonna get get started on get a saddle cut out here pretty quick. I'm still not real clear on exactly. I got the tree, of course, but I'm not real clear exactly what I'm gonna do decoration wise and different Should stuff I, on yeah. it, but. That's you the way I this am. Is, Just this grab a knife carry. and start going, it's, and what happens, happens. So if I tell you this is the first of June, you're you're good with that? <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> oh man. Two we got eight weeks, buddy. Nine weeks. Nine weeks. Oh man. To create the three best things you've ever made in your entire life. Nah, nothing like a little pressure. Oh, get Late her done. It'll Burn be 24 candle. years we've been putting up with this pressure, so kind of getting used to it after a while. It happens every year. Same debt, yep. same bat time. Yep. Well. well, sir, should we go get clocked in and uh, get this thing rolling and and look forward to some guests? We've, we've spoke to a few guests. won't say right now we don't have any. We've got some people have said yes but uh, we don't have we don't have it scheduled actually just yet so but uh, we'll get some more guests on here and stuff and have some fun cool i'm excited all You're right excited. well you guys have fun at the graduation and uh, i'll be thinking about you when i'm getting my tca work done <laughs> I'm ahead of you. I'm ahead of you. <laughs> Adios, everybody. All right. Take care.